feel like I hear Biden now. What's wrong with my speech? <laughs> my speech sounds exactly like it used to sound. We'll have plenty of pudding there for you, sir. Thank you, pudding, 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 pudding. This is. <laughs> He's gotten so bad. I think the yeah. difference between his speech last year and this speech, I think it's going to be remarkable because he. Well, luckily we have Biden here and a comedian in Ukraine to help us navigate this crisis. I think it should work out. And well. a brutal killer in Russia. Well, yeah, that one we yeah. knew about though. <laughs> hey, everything is great. <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you. I think I put my chips on the guy who says I'm going to kill all of you. Mm. I don't. This is such a bizarre situation. I, like every three days, we're like, "Hey, uh, they're going to invade tomorrow," and then they don't invade, and then we say, "That's because we said it's tomorrow." They're going to invade tomorrow, and they, oh. now they have it because we said it. We now that is that is true. <laughs> I thought I thought the media would just say, "Yeah, well, we said tomorrow. Is it tomorrow?" No, no. <laughs> that's tomorrow. It's always a day yeah, away. What day is it? I don't know. All right, stand by. Last hour of the show. Next. Biden administration is warning us that the attack from Russia could happen within hours. I don't know. Do we have the cheerleaders? The White House cheerleaders are out. Give me a U. Or actually, probably give me an I. Give me an A. Give me a V. Invasion! I don't know what we're doing, but it doesn't seem normal. Real estate agents I trust. Don't you just... Long for the old days when doing something meant doing it right the first time. I mean, I didn't do that in the old days. Lazy, but some people did. And I'd like to return to those days when other people just do the right thing the first time around. Um, that is what real estate agents uh, and how they uh, behave, what their mantra is with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's why they are the ones that sell the most houses in your area. They're the ones with the highest uh, you know, ratings and scores. They're the people who know exactly what they have to do to sell your house and also what they have to do to negotiate to get you into that house without paying an exorbitant price on the way in. You need experts, and that's what we have found all over the country with realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. Sell your house fast and on time. 
and get the right house for your family, whether it's across the street or across the country, with realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. Let me, uh, let me go to Jeff, who's just sweeping up after last hour. Jeff in Kentucky. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Very good. Last hour, we had a, a caller named Dave. He called in and was really an amazing guy who is a trucker and said, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do because everybody will be put into danger financially. I will. We're not rich people by any stretch, but I have to stand up. Your response, Jeff? Uh, yes, and I reiterate what he said. We're all feeling that. And this really isn't my first protest, so it's not the first time I've felt that way. But there's something like the audience, the general population should know what the drivers are giving up at this certain point in time. Um, historically, the way we've been paid per mile, you know, my stepdad, he drove back in the late, eight, late 70s, early 80s, and he would laugh and say, we used to get $2 a mile to drive back then. Well, truckers over the last 15 years at times was begging for $2 a mile now. And you remember wow. diesel back then was like 30 cents, you know, a gallon compared to now. So we've had to scrap and beg, especially through the great financial crisis. Well, because of the supply chain shortages, I'm getting $7 a mile, $8 a mile being begged to offer it. Wow. So right now for the first time, we're blue-collar people that have never seen this money. And, and instead of, you know, we're so over-regulated, the things we've gone through, we could just stop and sit down and, and drive the year out. And my wife wants me to do that, obviously. And, and finally get a, our payday. So the drivers you see in that convoy are literally walking away from probably the once-in-their-lifetime chance to be an actual wealthy truck driver. And it, it's, not, it's not just like they're, they've never seen this kind of money before. So they are putting it all on the line. And uh, with the way we have regulations, they can just nail us to the cross. It doesn't matter. We, no matter how peaceful we are, that's why your last caller was so nervous because he knows. Our FMCSA rulebook is as thick as your Bible. So any state police can pull us over and pull, for any reason in that convoy edit. They don't even have to have a reason anymore. And we're done. So I personally... Wait, am wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? They don't need... They don't need cause? Oh, and Absolutely not. No. Okay. Absolutely. And okay, my they, first protest was the e-logs. When those came in, that was the largest freedom grab I've ever seen to them to take my paper log away, you know, presuming I'm innocent and writing my own life down, and they put those electronic devices in that track us that you can never turn off. They always track you, and, and you have to abide by them when, when they tell you to drive and when they tell you to stop. Well, we went up, protested in D.C. on the National Mall, parked our trucks, and could not get in any, you know, uh, media to cover us. And I went in to my congressman, Thomas Massey. I talked to him. We, we tried, and we spoke to the FMCSA and found out none of them have ever had CDLs. They were being run by people who have never been in trucks. Well, the top law enforcement officer up there, I asked him personally, like, hey, are, do I have to let you in my truck? Like, can you just pull me over? Because I'm being pulled over and searched whenever I want. And he said, absolutely, we can. You don't have a, you have the privilege to be on the road, not a right. Oh, my God. You're on a public roadway. So... Yeah, over a course of our life, we could be driving down the road and a cop says, I want to do a random inspection and you get pulled over, you're at their mercy. 
and then they have this book as thick as the Bible to say, I'll find something wrong with you. So they've got it. Anyone joining this convoy knows they got it. And we have the time right now, the worst time for us to lose our jobs. You know? I mean, I got two little kids. It was a smack in the face to watch Pete Buttigieg go home for six weeks. Oh, yeah. I didn't meet my kid till he was three days old, and I could only afford to see him for three days, and we had to be gone again, you know? And for him to say I had to take some personal time, just the drivers have had enough, but uh, if please, the people out there in your audience has to understand you can't watch this on the couch like we are in Canada with popcorn like it's reality TV, hoping that we're going to win. The truckers, well, we're not, we know we're not going to win. We're not going to make a change. They'll, they'll arrest all of us and take all of our trucks. It only works if the average person gets up, gets out of your house and joins or, or does something themselves, you know, peacefully, but just joins in. They, they can't do as much to the average person. And I think by us being over the road and seeing this, this great reset thing happening faster than you could ever imagine, if you could drive across this country like I do and see just the mom and pops that have closed down this year, it would blow your mind. Like, you know, when, when you say great reset, I know exactly what you're talking about. I see it. I'm going to the ports. I see what's happening in front of us, but your average listeners probably localized. So they think that it's kind of like a, the last place to fall. You know, it's a safety yep. zone. Yep. And once they get to you all, once, once you have to stand up at your local level, it's too late. Like you better do it now. And I don't know. I just thought that needed to be a little bit explained. But. So, Jeff, are you part of this American trucker convoy? <laughs> uh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually getting a load right now on my way to join up in Texas. But, that you know, the Brian Brazzi, I mean, you've sure you talked to him and everything. He was actually one of them that protested in D.C. with us for the e-log. He was just some driver. He's just some good American guy. You know, he's nobody's last name that just stood up. And, uh, of course, we've always pretty much made a pack wherever, you know, wherever them guys would be in the future. We, would, we wouldn't let them hang out alone. But, you know, I just left my house this morning, and I, uh, my wife's looking at me like, you're going to Texas, aren't you? Huh. We don't have any backup plan. We don't have any. If they take my truck away, I don't even have a high school education. I was I, I literally was a roofer and I cut tobacco in, in Kentucky and this is I own my own truck. This one truck. This is it. And if they take this, uh you know. But if if you people could just your listeners could drive around this country and see the change in the last year, but the last fifteen years, they would they wouldn't sit and watch this one on the couch. They wouldn't sit this one out. I hope. How do you feel about the organizers of this? Do you know them? I I I can I know Brian Brosny. I know Mike Land, and I know that uh, in the past there has been lots of confusion with different people, and that's what's kept me from answering your question straight away whether right. I'm part of the organization. Right. <laughs> because so much, we you know you come together with a thousand people. You don't know. You don't know. And you, there's always going to be the one person with the rebel flag. It's in the sound of my voice if truckers hear this, especially the Kentucky boys. You know, we don't need the rebel flag. Please don't bring that. Please don't turn this into anything like that. And it's, it's very hard to monitor with independent-minded drivers. Right. So, You're in yeah, Kentucky, right? I, I am. I'm from yeah. Kentucky, and I'm there. But I'm, yeah. I'm getting ready to load for Texas because I want to join it, the convoy as far as out as I can. 
Jeff, we will uh, we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you and your family. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You bet. This is how you know how things have changed. How how I mean, we did the Tea Party, and it wasn't like this until the last week. Remember. Um, they started saying that they were going to crash us and there were terrorists targeting um, the uh, the mall in Washington that we did. And uh, we had to have snipers up on the roof. And it was it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Um, and up until the last couple of weeks of that event, people weren't sure they were kind of like, I, you know, I really want to go, but I'm not sure. And the hesitation was they didn't know how it would turn out. Um, that one turned out peaceful because I know the people that were running it was me. And we did things like do not bring signs. Don't because anybody can bring signs and it can say something and one sign, one flag, and it turns the whole thing around. Um, but we're in a dangerous situation now where the left, you know, even even our own FBI wouldn't mind something violent happening and they could make it look like that. Just be very careful, please, please be very careful. I think we've seen this so many times over the years where when passions get to the point where something bad does happen, no matter what it is, it's used against you in such a, you know, incredible way that it wipes out your movement for years to come. And so you have to avoid it. it you know, I think people get, get tempted because they feel like things this isn't working we've tried this before and it's and they get you see the hear the frustration from some of the callers today but that besides the fact that it's wrong it also never works you know this stuff does not work do you know who gandhi went on the hunger strike against you know he went on a hunger strike in the end mm. and he almost died um and i just want you to know if i ever have to go on a hunger strike I've got years to live. Just, yeah. I can <laughs> feast off long. this fat. I mean, it'll just be a long time. Anyway, Gandhi, uh, Gandhi did a hunger strike, not against the British, but against his own people, his own protesters. They said, we've had enough. We've done it. We've done the peaceful thing. We've done the sit-ins. We've done the marches. They're not listening. It is time for action. And so some of his, you know, protesters, some of the people that were with him didn't want to do it anymore. They were like, this isn't working. And he went on a hunger strike and he was so beloved. So I die in the end. But he was so beloved <laughs> that all of the protesters came back together. I mean, he almost died. He wouldn't drink water. He wouldn't nothing. And he's like, I will not stop. Until everyone on our side agrees to peace. That's how they won. It's not unusual to feel like this isn't working. Malcolm X felt that way. But when you stay the course, why did Jesus succeed? Why is why did Lincoln succeed? Yes, there was a war. But what was the success of Lincoln? The success was... Let's bind together the wounds of this nation. Let's, let's help those on both sides. Let's bind their wounds. It was his attitude of 
look, we were at war, but we're not anymore. And we love the people on the other side. That's what changed everything. Some never forgave. Some never forgot. But if you can find the love in your heart for the other human being across for you and just, and I don't know how, but just say, no, you can hit me as much as you want. I'm not going to hit back. I'm not going to. Because you're fighting for something bigger. You're not fighting for you. You're fighting for the love and the charity that is American freedom. You're fighting for the goodness of America. You're fighting your own fellow brothers and sisters and neighbors and people that you've loved. They, I don't know what has happened to them. But you're not going to, you're not going to change their mind with any kind of brutality because they're already signed up into that kind of a culture. Whether they know it or not, they already are with those kinds of thugs. You have to show them a better way. Back in a minute. So my sisters came and we were looking through old uh, wedding photographs that they brought down. Old photographs of us as, as children. And uh, they were all faded. They were all just, they're just like ghosts. I told them, legacy box, legacy box, legacy box. Your wedding, your family vacations, your baby's first steps. If it's on videotape and it's over 10 years old, videotape's only supposed to last 10 years. So what, what's going to happen? Are they all gone? All of these memories fade, and we have to preserve them. We have to show our kids what life was like and what their families were like. For a limited time now, Legacy Box is running a $9 videotape sale. It's normally $27 to $30. Special price, never been a better time to convert your entire collection. They're running exclusive offers on film reels and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com to shop their $9 tape sale. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Unlock this radio first offer at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. David, North Carolina. Welcome. Yes, Mr. Beck. Yes, sir. Yes, Mala, calling because I, I drive truck. I went back on the road last August. My wife put in for a family care plan separation because we still have two daughters at home. And we are five daughters at home out of uh, seven kids. And uh, mm. so I used to homeschool them, but I went back on the road. My wife put in for a family uh, care plan chapter. and. They've been holding it off. Uh, when the first phase of the shot requirement, they gave her what's called a Gomar um, a reprimand and then uh, kept telling her that her family care plan chapter was being processed, which should have only taken six to eight weeks. Uh, the second phase comes in. Now they want to say that they're going to chapter out on a chapter 14, which is a bad conduct discharge. My wife is one of the youngest females ever to make it through Pathfinder School the first time. She's a senior jump master, a rigger, and a logistics specialist. I'm, 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 I'm trying to piece this together. 
it's yes, military, sir. right? She's in the military. Yes, sir. So she yeah. didn't take the shot, and she was given a dishonorable discharge or a misconduct discharge? No, they, they want to give her a discon- uh, chapter 14, which is a bad disconduct discharge. Wow. When she, back in August, she filed, uh, put in to have a family separation care uh, chapter, which, because I'm no longer at home watching our five remaining daughters, uh, homeschooling them. She's got to pick up that role. Uh, she's been in the service almost 12 years now. It's been downrange. She's highly decorated. She's already had three good conduct medals and numerous other awards and uh, outstanding achievements. And uh, they have been delaying this process uh, in order to give her this uh, type of chapter when they could have just let her go within six to eight weeks on a family care plan chapter. Uh, my wife's originally from Washington State, got two degrees from Washington State University, um, where we bought a home down in North Carolina, just outside of Fort Bragg. Her intentions, our intentions was for her to retire. Um, but since the COVID started, uh, she's already allergic to sulfa, researched the drug. Mm. Uh, we listened to your program, Steve Day's Conservative Review. The more research yeah. she found, uh, the more damaging and concern it would be for her as a female to take this drug when other individuals in our unit keep getting the shot and keep getting sick. David, um, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you're still there, but thank you so much for calling. I, this is happening all over the country. Um, this is why it was so wrong uh, last week. The Senate voted for the continuation, uh, the the uh, the. What do they call it? The continuation budget or the um, continuation bill? You know what I'm talking about. Right. The, the vote for the the non-existent budget. And they had the opportunity to hold off and make sure that our soldiers and our nurses and everybody else weren't fired because of of the covid mandate. And four Republicans decided that they would sit it out. One was Inhofe, which makes sense. One was Inhofe. He was out of town. The other three, what were their excuses? And that was, of course, Romney. Um, is it Lindsey Graham, one of them? Lindsey Graham, I think, is one of them. And what's her name up in uh, Maine? Collins. Yeah, Collins. Uh, and apparently, Thune was in the cloakroom. This is what I've heard from several senators. Was in the co- uh, cloakroom advising the democrats when we didn't have enough to quick bring this up for a vote that i mean if that's true shame on you and shame on all republicans that didn't show up didn't vote for this this is the way to end this the glenn back program all right let me tell you about my pillow when it comes to your night's sleep you should take it very very seriously to be able to recharge your batteries and stay comfortable at night, all through the night. Mike Lindell has changed uh, sleep for so many people. He changed uh, when he invented MyPillow at MyPillow.com. Now, his latest incredible deal is on his Giza Dream Sheets. 
They are made from the world's best cotton, Giza cotton, from Egypt. They are ultra soft and ultra breathable. They're extremely durable. They get softer every time you use them and wash them. And right now, their lowest price is happening. 60% off. 60% off. As low as $39.99 if you use the promo code BACK. Plus, you get a 60-day money-back guarantee. So all you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials and then check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets as low as $39.99. Use the promo code BECK and you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's free book with your purchase. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. We're glad you're here. It's, uh, it was fascinating to follow the truckers this weekend to see what was going on. Uh, Trudeau is supposed to have a, a press conference this morning. I, I mean, I don't know what he's going to... What he's going to say? Oh, you had some footage of, of him. Well, earlier. I have him from the weekend. Here's Trudeau on the um, on the truckers over the weekend. Right, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't speak French Canadian, and uh, yeah, because I I think even if you speak French, you don't fully understand that. There's a there's no. like another dialect. It's a, it. well, it's mm-hmm. the occupied French, mm. you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, but I, I will tell you, it is terrifying to hear the. Um, the the police chief of Ottawa that was uh, saying what, you know, they're not done yet. They got the trucks off the street, but they're not done yet. The protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home. Uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Or are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort Listen of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans? after this, uh, after the protest is over? So thank you, it's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. We, we, this investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets away. How did Trudeau get in there? I don't don't think he was at that press conference. Uh, Let me go to Wayne in Pennsylvania on line nine. Hello, Wayne. Hey, good morning, Glenn. um, When you say... Uh, you won't recognize your country. Uh, today, I really found that based on what's happening in Canada and what's happening here. I was stationed in Germany while I was in the army between 83 to 85. And the wall was still up in Czechoslovakia. And we actually had a trip to go there. And one of the things that they told us was do not raise your hand. Do not point. Do not 
make any loud gestures because the towers were staring at us and actually photographing us and they were going to use that as propaganda. So you're basically feared or told to fear what can happen to you if you kind of like point at them or make gestures. And I'm like, this is getting kind of eerily similar. You know, there's mm-hmm. the, the freedom on that side of the, 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 the wall was excruciating, looked like it's painful. And, and uh, you know, it's just amazing. I never thought we'd get to that spot where I feel like I'm on the border of Czechoslovakia again. This is crazy. Yeah, I I will tell you the 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 banking things that I mean it has made it good. I I think I I think people are waking up even more to ESG and what's happening in our banking sector because of what uh, Trudeau did uh, when when they can just shut down your banking service and they're they're now not doing it um, as soon as this is lifted. They're saying that, you know, it'll be up to the banks whether they feel comfortable doing uh, banking services for people that have participated in this. Right now, they're cut off. But, you know, if they were involved in any way, they'll have to make their own decision because that might be risky business. That's exactly what ESG is. And if people don't get that now, I I don't know what's going to get them to wake up. Because once you cut off people's livelihoods and their insurance, you're done. What else is there to control? I had a conversation. I, I go into people's homes for flooring, and um, I had a conversation with someone who was very wealthy, very well-to-do, and started asking them because I had lis- I've listened to you for years, and you, you came out with the reset and the the. ESG scores. Yeah. And I've asked them, I said, have you seen anything come across? Cause you put up that display showing uh, the ESG score. And I said, have you seen anything come across your retirement account on this? And they said, no, what are you talking about? You know, like I was in the conspiracy stuff. I said, just about a year from now, you'll see. And sure enough, <laughs> we are there. And we are people who, who we were talking to. And, you know, I was able to have that because of what you, what you shared um people are they're they're starting to wake up and they're coming back going yeah i had no clue what you were talking about i thought you were just conspiracy and here we are yeah we're we're living in in a time like i said like border czechoslovakia we're going the other way they're putting us on the other side of that board and for a man to call up and and be fearful to uh, be able to drive his truck make a decision between his family or his freedom is very very sad and it's very scary it should really um you know i didn't i didn't see it that way wayne but i should have and it uh it really does say everything about what time we're living in you know i i read something from emmanuel kant once there are many things that i believe that i shall never say but i shall never say the things that i do not believe and i wondered what kind of a world he lived in and we're there now. Do I stand up and risk financial ruin for the first time in my lifetime? Our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor are meant. We mean that now. If you're going to if you're going to choose to get involved, you have to know you could lose everything. And if you don't, I mean, you know, then the 
the Bible comes to mind on, uh, you know, trying to save, trying to save what doesn't matter. Uh, you're going to lose everything that does. And that's what it, those, those things feel true to me. If you, if you sit down now, but where's the leader? That's, that's the thing we have missing is there is no Martin Luther King. There is, there's no one to lead at this point. And it has to be you. It has to be you. Lead your own family and your own children. And uh, just do the next right thing. Let me go to uh, John in Indiana. Hi, John. Glad. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I hope, hope you can hear me okay. I'm laying on the floor with my head between a toilet and a sink. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is that a normal is, thing uh, for you? To, is that where your phone is located or are you repairing? Uh, no, uh, I'm actually trying to fix it, which I recommend everyone learn how to fix at uh, least the basic. Yep. Um, my wife is a low-level executive with one of the major banks, and we sat down and discussed DSG numerous times. It's easily available on their website. Um, your book ought to be here within a couple of weeks, but boy, do we fight like crazy. Yeah. She wants nothing to do with it. She's on the side of a bank. Um, I was willing to give up my job with a long time in, and she just she's going crazy. She won't buy any of it. What the heck do I do? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. We're all going to face the, – the difference here is that she's working at a bank – all of us are working at companies, most likely, unless it's a small company that in one way or another is involved in ESG. And um, it, right now, the way to uh, make sure that you don't lose your soul is to speak out against it. Don't don't go to these training meetings where you have to admit your whiteness or whatever. Um, don't don't uh, don't play into any of the S's. Uh, you have to remain solid on that. Once you start going down that road, it gets easier and easier uh, to really to lie. Don't do that. Um, however, we're all working for companies that are that are somewhere or another related. It's the banking industry that is leading it. And I don't know which bank your wife works for. And I don't want to know because I don't want to hurt her. Um, but uh is it a is it is it one of the big five banks? Uh, I, I will say used to be. Okay, um, it, it it may not. I mean, there are banks that are playing along, and they're doing it because they know they have to. And there are other banks that are really running it up the flagpole and saluting every day to it. Um, and it's it's. It is evil. It will be used for evil, um, unlike anything that we've seen. You guys have to just make your own decision. Um, and I don't, uh, you, you're not going to be able to avoid brushing up against ESG. Wherever you go, you will not be able to avoid it unless you're running your own business. And then you'll run into it with the banks. Just keep standing, brother. 
just keep standing or laying underneath your sink in between your toilet and your sink fixing things. <laughs> we don't know that that's not where his phone was located, though. I mean, he wasn't clear. No, I mean, maybe that's just where you that's go to sometimes, pay calls. That's sometimes I got to make a call. Yeah. Okay, you need the phone? It's uh, under the uh, <laughs> bathroom sink right there. Just put your head between the toilet and the sink, and it's good. It's a great place. Anyway, if you have one of those smart refrigerators, is it listening and watching you? Maybe judging you a bit every time you open that door. We are entering the time that is called the Internet of Things. That's really a weird place to be where everything collects intr- uh, information on you. Every bit is is uh, collected and used, you know, to make your life easier. But it also could be used to not make your life easier as well. Everything is going to have a chip in it and it's already there. Now, where do they sell that information? Where does that information go? Is it is it information that I'm worried about being hacked or should worry that it could be hacked? No one can prevent all identity theft, but it is the major uh, criminal activity. It's the fastest growing crime, and it's only getting more and more sophisticated, and you can't watch it yourself. You can't catch everything. Nobody can. LifeLock is the best in the business, however. And right now, if you join LifeLock, you'll save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the uh, promo code BECK for 25% off right now. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. On the lighter side of the news, uh, Kamala Harris went <laughs> went to uh, solve the Ukrainian crisis, and I think she's the one. You think? No. She- yeah, Kamala, you yeah. are. Can you imagine? Oh, she's going to do a great job over there. We should have. That should be our sanctions. She's she's sanctioned. She cannot fly out of your presence <laughs> until you say you're not coming in. <laughs> what do you make of this situation? I have no idea. I've never seen anything this weird before. Right, Never. because basically what happens now is every three days we say they're coming in tomorrow and they're coming across the border tomorrow. We've got it confirmed. And then they don't come across the border. And then we say, hey, we told that's why we said it. So they wouldn't come across the border. Yeah. You know, there is part of me that thinks that this is one reason why um, he's being so strong on they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Mm-hmm. So if they don't, he can claim it was his policy, his policies. Yeah, his policies. I don't think it was. I mean, when, you know, when France is like, hey, don't talk to those panty waists over there in America. Talk to me. That's a that's a when France is more tough than we are. Mm. That's saying something. It does seem like they are preparing for this, though. You have those two regions that are evacuating, not back into Ukraine, but into Russia, which <laughs> evacuating out of their country to that's the country a, that might be attacking is yeah. not be a good thing. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of signs of them. We now think it's not 150,000. It's more like 190,000 troops they have on the border. Well, Seems to be increasing, not decreasing. There's a couple of things. Here's our, uh, our uh, national security correspondent uh, from CBS News yesterday. Cut 11. The president was very clear that he 
is convinced by U.S. intelligence that this invasion will happen, that President Putin decided to do it. How is he that certain? Because the intelligence says that Russian troops have actually received orders now to proceed with the invasion. So not only are they moving up closer and closer to the border into these attack positions, but the commanders on the ground are making specific plans for how they would maneuver in their sector of the battlefield. They're, they're doing everything that American commanders would do once they got the order to proceed. Well, that's not good news. Uh, here's a reporter asking, why aren't we sanctioning uh, Russia right now? You guys have attributed this cyber attack to Russia and you're warning that the prospect of war is, uh, or peace rather, is pretty dim. So at, at what point do you break away from the strategy, say it's not working, and, and do something else, impose some of these sanctions now? Well, I think as we've talked about a little bit in here, our collective view from our national security team is that uh, sanctions are meant to be a deterrent. Uh, they are not, if you put all of the sanctions in place now, what is stopping them from invading? Well, again, Jackie, I think that's our assessment from the national security team, uh, and uh, you know that we will continue to uh, implement that strategy. No way. To die before implementing them in that case. I think, Jackie, that's in no way a fair statement or accusation. I guess if that's what that is. What? No, it's just that you're not going to put them in until they go in. What are they going to go in with? Lollipops? They're going to go in with guns and tanks. Of course, people are going to die. And then you'll put sanctions on them. And by the way, that's not the definition of deterrent. The, deter the nuclear deterrent wasn't that, you know, hey, let's blow each other up and then we'll get tough about nukes. <laughs> that's not what that was. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.